Hey there, Ken Holden, Signature Selling back this week. I want to talk about customer readiness, a really important subject. Last week, we talked about predictability and volume. This week, I want to have a chat, a brief chat about customer readiness. This all stemmed from a personal sale I made in my own business recently, and it brought these things to the forefront. So the more you are selling, the longer you are selling, the more you sell, the more intuitive you become about how to do things. So today, I want to talk about customer readiness. In, our, in all kinds of sales, you want to make sales. So if you're in direct selling, you're on commission, your insurance, RESP sales, real estate, car sales, whatever it might be, you want to make a sale. In order to make a sale, you have to have a customer. And in order for to have a sale, you have to have what I call a ready customer. It's not good enough just to have a prospective customer. What we refer to as a prospect, it's really what we want is a lead. Someone who has a high probability of buying, that's called a ready customer. So a customer who has a high probability of purchasing, I'm calling that a ready customer. So what is ready readiness in a customer? How do we detect readiness? What do we know readiness is? So I'm going to give you some brief definitions. You could add to this. You could even tweak it a little bit. Some of them you cannot tweak. They are hard-coded in, and there's nothing you can do about them. You want to make a sale. You're busy. You're out there doing everything you're doing. What you're really doing is you are looking for ready customers. So often we base things on our skill set and our talent, and we should. Talent and skill make a major difference in everything that we do. You should always be trying to improve it and get better at what you do. However, there's a whole other side of the story that no matter how gifted you are or how skilled you are, if the customer isn't ready to purchase, it doesn't matter how gifted you are. You cannot ignore this element of customer readiness. So what are the four fundamentals of customer readiness. Because if you have all four, the customer is ready to act. They're going to purchase. They're going to sign the contract. They're going to move forward with you if they have these four things. If they are missing any of these four things, it's unlikely that you're going to make a sale. Now, again, you can tweak these. You can refine these. For your industry, it might be one or two things different. And so you can play with the dials here a little bit. But the first couple, you can't. So the first element of customer readiness is trust. Do they trust you? That's the first one. If they don't trust you, it doesn't matter if they have the other three elements of readiness. They're not going to buy from you, so you will not get a sale. So even though they have the other three, which I'm about to describe, you will not make a sale if they don't trust you, the brand or the company or whatever line of selling you're in. Trust is fundamental. It is foundational. In fact, if you're in car sales, Trust, trust. The thing you hear all the time about retail car sales is people walk in the dealerships, they're afraid of the salespeople. They're afraid of high-pressure tactics. They're afraid of being upsold and all the different things. And why some companies haven't made changes, I don't know. But if I was in car sales, yes, I'd be focused on volume. But when I am talking to prospective customers, I would be focusing on building trust. I would have the language of trust. I'd be figuring out how to establish trust, how to acquire their trust. I'd be preoccupied with it because if I could ever establish trust with someone and they know that they can trust me, it's not only going to help me make a sale, it's going to help me get referrals. So the first element of readiness is trust. You could have all the gifting in the world, but if you have someone who doesn't trust you, they're going to disappear. Number two, financial ability. So maybe they trust you, but they don't have any jobs or they are financially unable to make the purchase. They're just out shopping and they really can't afford to buy. So even if they do trust you, but they don't have financial ability, they're not a ready customer. Number three, 
what does the customer want versus what do you as a salesperson want? Not what do you want to sell them. What is it that they want to buy? You have to get the profile of the customer. You have to create some openness with the customer by asking a lot of questions to try to find out what it is they want. So for example, if I'm in car sales, maybe the person who's a salesperson loves speed, torque, horsepower, leather, and they like they they love cars. Nothing wrong with that. But what if the person that you're buying that is buying from you values security? mobility, utility. They don't really care about the leather. It's a perk if it's inexpensive. They don't care about the torque and the horsepower because they don't want to lose their license. They're not driven that way. They're not ego-driven. A car is a utility for them. What if they've been in some accident before and security is at the top of the agenda? So to get a ready customer, you have to discover their profile. What is it they want to buy? What are their values in the purchase? If you're in car sales, I'm using this one today specifically, what is it that they want? Are they thrifty? Maybe they're folks who do like nice things, but they don't really want to spend the money on it. So if you discover they like nice things, but you haven't discovered that they're thrifty, you might have a fantastic conversation and you might think you're moving the ball along, but you still don't get a sale. Why? Because you didn't identify the fact that they were thrifty. So developing a customer profile, finding out what they value and want, and then moving from there is a master idea in sales. So the third element of, of readiness is discovering what the customer wants to buy, what their values are versus what it is that you want to sell. Maybe you make more money selling something different, but they don't want that. Why run into a conflict with a customer? Establish trust, make sure they have financial ability, ask a ton of questions to find out what they want because they'll also trust you more. The fact that you're asking questions means you really want to discover what it is they want. And so it's important to do that. Now, the fourth element of openness here is what I already mentioned. What do they value? So the third one is what do they want to buy versus what you want to sell? So discovering their profile. And the fourth one's like, it's what is it, what is it that they value? Is it thriftiness? Is maybe money's not an objection. Maybe they're not thrifty. Maybe they are thrifty, but this is a really important purchase. You have to de dig a little deeper into it. And I bought cars. I'm in my 50s and I bought cars over my lifetime and pretty much every time I've ever bought a car, I've had a pretty bad sales experience because the salesperson lacked the intuitiveness to ask me questions about what it is I was looking for. And sometimes maybe I wanted something that was I talking the language, but they maybe didn't realize that maybe this is what I can afford. So why spend all my time all my time showing a prospective buyer something that they actually can't afford even though they would like it? So number one, establishing trust. Without it, you can't make any kind of a sale, especially in financial services. You really can't. So if you're in life insurance, RESP sales, whatever it is, financial advisor, establishing trust is the, the, the number one uncompromisable thing. Number two is not compromisable. They have to have the financial ability to buy. So even if they have all the other points, but they don't have any money to buy it, then they're not in the market. They're not a ready customer. They're a prospective customer, but not a ready purchaser. Number three, discover the customer profile. What is it that they want to buy, not what do you want to sell? And number four, what do they value? It's really important to get into the understanding of value. You might have someone who loves beautiful cars, but are thrifty, and thrifty wins out over beautiful cars. And other times they're not so thrifty, they just want the beautiful car. You have to understand, what is the purpose of the purchase? Why are you making this car? Is it to get from A to B? Is it to get to work? Ask all the questions, develop your questions to find out what it is that the customer needs. So that's called customer readiness. So number one, trust. 
Uh, number two, financial ability. Number three, the customer profile. What is it they want to buy, not what do you want to sell? And number four is what do they value? Try to discover their purchase values, like whether it's real estate, life insurance, RESP sales, financial planning, car sales, any other type of commission retail sales, even in multi-level marketing. You have to find out what drives the values of the customer to make a purchase. Now, as I mentioned last week, when we talked about predictability and volume in sales, you cannot ignore volume because every person that walks through that door, every person you talk to on the phone, it's almost impossible to detect their readiness. But if you know the four principles of readiness and you work on all four when you meet a customer or talk to them on the phone or when they walk in your door and you start to, to ask questions and dive in on this, you discover the customer's level of readiness. Now, if they have financial ability, if they have financial ability and you've discovered their profile and what their values are, but maybe there's a trust issue, if you've identified one of those four points of customer readiness, now you can start to work on that and try to move them to a place of readiness. So maybe they're mostly ready, but you've detected an area where you're uncertain about. It's important to work on that particular area in order to get the customer to move from, to, from a maybe state of readiness to a state of readiness. When a customer has all four, they trust you, the company, the brand, when they have the financial ability to do, when they can tell that you've discovered precisely what it is that they want versus what you want to sell, and when you understand their values and how they make purchase, you de determine the customer's level of readiness. If they have all four, you're probably going to immediately move to action. They don't have all four. Your job now as a salesperson in direct selling is to work on the ones that are weak and try to bring each of those categories up to a state of readiness. Financial ability, there's nothing you can do about. If, if they are not able to buy at that time, it doesn't matter if they have anything else because they simply don't have the cash to do it, then there's nothing you can do. It's, it's, it's immovable. But you can do something about number one, trust. You can do something about number three, building a customer profile, what it is that they want. And you can do something about discovering the customer's values and getting that more finely tuned. The more the customer knows you're listening to them, you're not trying to sell them something they don't want, you've taken time to understand their preferences and values and what drives them, you're going to put the guard down and you're going to increase their ability to trust. Because indirect selling, everything is about lowering the guard. When people come into uh, a car dealership or a real estate transaction, or you're meeting someone for the first time in financial services, the guard is up. If you're talking to someone on the phone, the guard is up. Your goal is to do things to get the guard to go down. The further down it goes, the more the trust goes up, everything starts to speed up and you start to get more sales. Every day, volume is important. You don't know which customer, which day, which week. So having high volume is important and then looking for customer readiness because that's where you're going to make your sales. Mm -hmm.